0: With a mullet and an old band T-shirt like AC/DC or something. Actually, I'd mostly just be bald. I think.
1: You do know that you'd probably have a handsome T-shirt on. <laughs> Yanks. <laughs> mm Bop. And vice. Gamepad.
0: It'll never be as good as the original one. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pen Fights Gamepad. I'm Dan. I'm Donald. We probably should have said something like the ultimate podcast in the universe.
0: The ultimate podcast for gamers, writers, and dads.
1: I wanna see that movie. Coming this summer. Oh man, we gotta make a movie. <laughs> That's gonna take some work. Yeah, let's let's just skip past that idea. I am Donald Conrad of didnotfinish.com.
0: dot com. There's a good chance that you know that because you are here. And I am Dan Absalonson of DanDanTheArtMan dot com. The beige wizard. Yes, Is, I cannot say wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the last
1: episode and I was like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I messed it up too. I was like, the base wi- the wizard. The yeah. bathe wizard. <laughs> that, no. I don't want to see that. No. Um, <laughs> but we'd like to welcome everyone back. We'd like to thank you everyone for continuing to download us. Yes. Even if it's just for a class that listens to podcasts and <laughs> uh, teaches about structure and whatnot, which we discovered we don't have. Um you know I want to really just really want to jump into your book because I was reading it and you had the most interesting theory of how your ship goes dark oh yeah? it, it blew my mind Um in most sci-fi it's like oh let's go dark and they just like walk to the back of the ship and flip the light switch off and the right. enemy's like whoa where'd they go? but you're <laughs> like let's shut everything down including the air, Mm -hmm. and we'll just jump in some spacesuits and hope for the best. (laughs) And I don't know if it's because the ship they're on is not top of the line. I really don't want you to tell me that because I'm a little further than that, obviously. But this is what actually surprised me is this theory that they're just laying there on the floor, and I'm going to guess that it's going to start getting cold when you're doing that. Because you're in space. Yeah. But it was just such a cool moment. I was like, he does not know about the light switch in the back of the cockpit.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought if they still had heat on, maybe the other ship could have some far-reaching scanners that could detect uh, heat since space is so cold. Just of them or of the ship's the ship functioning. Uh, so... I don't know, I I did not explain it, but in my mind, the body suits kind of hide their uh, heat signature, so if their ship did get scanned, like, it would seem like it was just a dead ship floating through space, but but they were already far enough away so they knew if the other guys tried to scan far out, they would not detect their ship, so.
1: What I really did enjoy is that you didn't actually explain it, you just blew right over it. Uh Uh-huh because you could have really went into depth like you just stood there about the suit and it would have been like why are you explaining this yes there's this ship searching for them and you're like the zipper goes (laughs) up the back yeah yeah but yeah you just blew right over it my mind accepted it this is how it was happening and it was just a unique and very cool way to make a ship go dark and awesome thanks man and uh Another thing I liked is, I don't know... Go if, on, please. <laughs> this is Dan's Ego Hour yes. with Donald. Um, you explained the computer game Privateer. Okay. Have you ever played Privateer?
0: No. Well, maybe for a few minutes, and it seemed kind of weird, so I just went back to Freelancer. But I, th- I think Privateer is one you can like find for free online. Yeah, yeah. I think it's on GOG. Okay.
1: Um, Goodoldgames.com go there um i've never been there it's old it's basically your childhood in downloadable form that sounds fantastic but in privateer you take on missions Mm -hmm. and the whole mission structure is up to you right and you're talking about these kids playing this game on their tablets yeah and you basically described privateer but in a co-op form and i was sitting there reading and i had to stop and I read the description a few times, and I was mm-hmm. like, "I really want to play this game." <laughs> so you need to go out and make that game.
0: I do. Yeah, I when I first uh, played Wing Commander in high school on the Super Nintendo, I was just like, "Man, this is awesome!" And then it's kind of funny. Way later on, my coworker was showing me, or no, my uh, my roommate. He he was in the room next to me in the house we were renting. He showed me Eve and Freelancer, and I'd never played Freelancer. It had come out way before I originally saw it, because I was, like, telling him about Wing Commander. And and then in Freelancer, I finally got to, like, go buy something here and trade it over there and try and make a profit and kind of do whatever I wanted, which I thought was awesome, and save up credits or money and build up my ship and... uh. It was uh, pretty basic compared to Eve, but I kind of liked that because I didn't have to get so involved and spend so much time. So, yeah, I was kind of basing it off of a game I would love to play. Did you see that recently, not to get too far off
1: topic, four guys turned Eve's economy upside down? My
0: co-worker has been telling me about that. He yeah. stopped playing for a while because it's just was nuts. Was he cause... one of the guys who got burnt hard? No, he knew about it. But he wanted to, you know, he likes to go out and do lots of mining. And I think for whatever reason recently, he's just not been able to because they've just been.
1: Yeah, they've been killing blasting. anyone yeah. trying to go into mine. It's, they, it's nuts. And people partitioned to get it changed. And the guys, they're so into letting the in-game economy evolve how it, it's cool. it should. Yeah. They don't intercede. They think it's just perfectly awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> I know that they're really happy because Dust 514 is about to come out. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this. It's a PlayStation 3, free-to-play, first-person shooter, Okay. squad-based, and it works with EVE Online. Whoa. And people hire your squad wow. and then send you actually into the EVE universe to do these missions that they construct. That's cool. So working together, you can go in and do That's damage cool. for them. But yeah... The only thing I didn't like about your Space Sim game is it's name, Space Sim
0: Game. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I think I called it Space Market, but I hate that. I'm horrible with names. I still don't have a title for the book that I like. So Marketeer. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: But, I, yeah, I want to play that game. Uh, me and, too. I mean, if... You could probably get away with Space Sim Game if you were like, By Will Wright, the maker <laughs> of
0: Sims. <laughs> but he'd yeah. probably be dead at this point in history. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's called Space Market, but I really need to come up with a new name. I need a new last name for the main character, and I need a title for the novel. So <laughs> I've got some work to do. I'm hoping that my beta readers will be like, Hey, I was thinking, what about this name? And I'll be like, That's awesome. I'm stealing it. Thank you. <laughs>
1: The only thing I worry about when I hand books out, and I don't know if you worry about this too, is the overzealous pre-readers who Mm -hmm. think that they can get their ideas into your project. And then they start (laughs) ramming them down your throat and you're like, whoa, back up.
0: (laughs) I have only gotten a a little bit of feedback. Uh, One was a lady who read through the whole thing because she was going on a three-week trip to research a book. She's another author. And... She just gave me some kind of overview, top like th- a couple things she noticed, and generally she liked it. And someone else has said that they like it. The writing flows, and they can they can see the scenes. So that is all awesome, and it makes me extremely happy all day. But I need people to say I like it, but this part sucks, and you need to fix it. Or oh. Well. You know,
1: after i'm done reading all right yeah I've, I've got a little <laughs> notepad i leave by my phone excellent
0: um right now
1: i just for the purposes of us talking here i don't want to thank you just dig in <laughs> other than space sim game <laughs> yeah that needs to go i mean at e3 they're like space sim game 5 and people are like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> they, they would have endless sequels to that game yes but so far, the science—you don't have the same science background that most science fictions do—and highly entertaining. Can't <laughs> wait to read more. Awesome, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, You're filling my lunch breaks with a lot of entertainment.
0: Awesome. That's, you know, that's really the only reason that I write. It's kind of why I do anything creative, being in a band, whatever. You see something really cool. And you want to give that experience to other people, and uh, I love it. Just like I'm sure you know from drawing and writing your graphic novel, it's really cool to read an awesome graphic novel, but to, in a sense, be the very first reader of your own as you're creating it is even cooler in some ways. Like you're you're getting to be the first one to read a book as you're writing it. I love it. And, yeah, my graphic novel is kind of like, where did that come from? And you got... You <laughs> Donald got, is such a nice young man. I don't know where this came from.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm always worried that um, in the people verses, they're going to flop that down on the counter, and I'm going to be like, oh, geez, please don't read that chapter. <laughs> so that probably could be used
0: against me
1: in a court of law.
0: <laughs> yeah, I also wanted to bring up The Death of Don Hatt. um I've been really busy lately doing a bunch of podcasts and trying to get my novel out to people, but I've managed to sneak little sit-downs here and there in your graphic novel, and I just had to talk about one thing. I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say a pretty awesome character who seems rather formidable just gets owned, and it's very brutal. Like I remember seeing... Uh, after the deed had been done, just being like, "Oh my gosh," that that kind of gave me the, the chills. I remember the part
1: that you're talking about, and I was very purposeful of my use of light and dark, which you probably noticed from the scene. It's they're fighting in the dark, mm-hmm. lights spilling in from just outside the windows, street lamp lights, you know, ambient city lights, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, the whole purpose was. You're not quite sure what's going on. Who is this guy? Spoiler, he might have a side story. Um, Oh, sweet. But you're not quite comfortable with the whole interaction that's going on. Mm -hmm. And then just it ends in such a way (laughs) that you're like, oh, oh. Because you don't know if this guy's good, this guy's bad. Yeah. You do know he's trying to shoot him. And then just... Yeah, the scene after the ooh, I was like, "Can I draw this?" And I actually remember sitting there. I didn't draw it right after I drew the kill frame. Uh huh. I actually I had hour long lunches. It took me three lunches. Wow. To actually, I sat there and I had it in my head, and yeah. I was like, "Can can <laughs> I do this next frame?" And I finally just like you know that's awesome that first frame was drawn i might as well just go all the way and yeah that would you were telling me you know earlier that uh-huh. how you felt when you saw it and <laughs> that is actually the emotion i wanted to elicit just awesome you're not quite sure you should have seen what you just saw yeah it does not make you feel good no nope. and <laughs> caught me off guard my goal at this point in the story is you know, he's going through some changes in his life. And I'm trying to draw the reader into his personal yeah. what's going on. And then he just does something so horribly dark, you, <laughs> you, you don't know what to do with yourself. And yeah. That was the goal of
0: those two panels. Yeah. And I won't say any kind of detail to give anything away, but I will just say, you know, and tons of panels before that I'm seeing him just blow guys away bullets whizzing through their bodies just taking tons of guys out but the way he took this guy out like I felt it it was brutal (laughs) I kind of stopped and I was like oh man that was pretty brutal (laughs) it was awesome man
1: speaking of brutal uh we were talking about the I sent you some inked pages and it's great your response back was yeah. you think you could draw these better <laughs> it's, like, it's like i gave this to the
0: exact right person <laughs> Just, i can see that you're a good artist and you can draw well in a lot of your panels and uh yeah i'm excited to see what's going to happen with this because dude you're a talented writer this the writing is like i i really want to read more comics i've read some graphic novels or you know, paperback versions of a whole series like The Death of Superman and some other things. So I've read some stuff, but I don't know, your writing just has like a sense of humor and a style and something that's just so much more entertaining. I'm I'm laughing out loud a ton, and I'm also being like a little thrown off and like uncomfortable by the violence here and there. And all these things just I don't know, give it this like its own sense of awesomeness. So, well,
1: I'm, I'm actually flattered to hear that. And, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's... My goal was just to send you through this emotional roller coaster of, and spoiler alert for you, sorta, <laughs> you are on the precipice. Ooh. And <laughs> when you step over that ledge, You're about to hit the point where you are just going to say... "What?" You will probably call me and be like, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Because as brutal as that that you just read, um, there is a page I took two and a half months off. I busied myself with other projects. Wow. Because there was a scene. I was like, I I cannot draw this. It actually horrifies me to even think to draw this part and then i thought i've gone this far you know i want to tell this story i'm not quite sure where the story's coming from but Mm -hmm. i just bit the bullet i drew it and i hope i cannot wait to talk to you so after (laughs) that part i'm hoping at that part you actually stop and think I need to take a break from this because <laughs> what
0: did he just show me? All right, cool. That's awesome, man. I I think when that when that is affecting you when you're creating it, it's definitely going to come back to the reader in a similar way, which is awesome. And I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about creating a graphic novel because for years I've wanted to make a graphic novel or maybe like a web comic, and I was just curious, I hear you saying how you wanted to bring the reader through like an emotional trip, and sounds like you have a good character arc going. The character, the main character, is, he's changing, which is really good. You want your character to be different in the end of the story as you do from the beginning, so did you kind of have the ending in mind, or did you do any kind of outlining, or was this kind of a seat of your pants, sit down and draw the next part, and then draw the next part?
1: What I did is I sat down, and for the people who haven't seen it, each chapter is the death of a character that leads you up to the actual moment, because nobody knows exactly how the chain of command works. They're only connected to the person above them. So to get to the top, you have to go through each of them. And there's moments in there where he's like, you know, just tell me, I won't kill you, but they always fight to the death because they don't want him to move on. Mm-hmm. And there's reasons for that. I'm not going to say anything. because yeah. um, But so I wrote out the names of these people. And I sat and looked at it for probably a week. And I was like, who, who are these people? And I challenged myself to only write five words to describe. That's awesome. So I had five words that described these people. And then I thought, I'm going to go into this organically. I'm not I mean, people can spend years just reading yep. this flow oh, yeah. <laughs> and it can get so burdensome you Yep, you can't even step back anymore to look at the big picture. Yeah. So I thought I'm just gonna open it and I'll just do a little spoiler here. It opens with the prologue, which is Death of a Cabbie, where I don't know if you figured it out it's actually Don Hatt who shoots the cabbie at the beginning so i need to rework it because some people said i didn't get that but i want to make it very obvious that he did this okay and then they send in perfect who's the assassin to actually kill that guy's wife and daughter and Mm -hmm. this is all over just a freelance cab dispute which is
0: stupid (laughs) and uh whoa yeah wars have been started over less in real life so it's good so
1: you know i had it out planned all the way up to the point where he's sitting there pointing the gun at them in the rain right after they buried, you know, the husband and the, the father. And I was like, I wanted to put myself in that moment. And just from there, it just started coming out. And That's awesome. um, if you look at the, the dirty version, which you're looking at, not mm-hmm. like adult film dirty, but right. it's just... I have very quick drawings. Yes. I just, what I wanted was to remember the scene that I was seeing, to write the text, and move on. And it could be argued that it's hard to read the text. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, I can still read my own stuff. That's good. (laughs) Um, But I just, I kept rolling and rolling, and it just kept coming faster and faster and faster. That's awesome. And the way it was going, it got to the point where, sometimes I didn't even feel like I was writing. I was just, I was going along and it, yeah. was, it was all coming out. So that's awesome. I think what really did help was writing the five words about main characters because yeah, I didn't get super invested in what they've done in their past. Sure. You know, how bad they are. Yeah. And those five words always are reflected in that moment of when hmm. he's going after them. Like, there's you know the one lady who's a slave trader Mm -hmm. and that was one of her words and i really don't go into why she does it how she does it Mm -hmm. the purpose behind it all you see is a pen full of slaves and he's like this is not right Mm -hmm. so he he's got a motivation when he meets her you know she's a bad person He knows she's a bad person. Mm -hmm. There doesn't need to be any more explanations other than (laughs) I'm pointing a gun at a slave trader. Yeah. And I've been told the way she dies was just... My wife said that might have been a little much. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think it was justified because I was hoping that when that person went out, you actually felt... That was justified because of right. what you had seen. <laughs> and by no means the main character is a squeaky clean good guy. He is, <laughs> yeah. he is bad. He has <laughs> done some horrible things. And uh, after you read the part, what I just told you it's totally despicable. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably won't talk about it here yeah, because yeah. it would be huge spoilers. But oh, yeah, yeah. I want to talk to you about something I view as devious that I wrote into it. Okay. But I want to see if you get the same thing. All right,
0: but, cool.
1: Yeah, my feeling is just go at it like that. But I saw your uh, picture of your character on Twitter, and I was like, that's oh. really tight.
0: Cool, thanks. Uh, I've probably sketched him out like a 100 times. I still don't know if I have it down. But, uh, but before I keep going on, let me just say, dude, that's really awesome. And I wanted to say... Um, I'm kind of the same way. People seem to either be way into outlining or they just write it as it comes out or maybe like a little mix of both. I kind of like to have an outline so I know where I'm going, but I also know every everyone, while you're writing the story, things change and you get new ideas that are better than the original ones. I don't want to sit there and just write a detailed outline some people do that to write like a mystery or something and you kind of have to know all the stuff there but it's just cool to me how you said it just flowed because it reminded me of my favorite podcast novel author his name's nathan lowell and uh have you ever heard of him no okay if anyone's here from my site they probably have i'm sure they have but he just started as a self-published author and he wrote a science fiction novel but He just sits down and writes. He says he's once he gets going, he's just writing down the the movie that's playing in his head. And that kind of sounds like what you are experiencing. And he writes so fast that uh, in the podosphere, people say if you write uh, 10,000 words in a day, that's called a lull because that's his last name. He cranked books out. I think he had four in the first year or two or something like that, but... And they were good. And he just set it up and it just took off for him. And the, the characters kind of told him what's going on. So that's awesome.
1: Oh, I'll have to look up his stuff. We'll put that under. Yeah. Donald hasn't.
0: I'm. Yeah, there's got to be a couple things. Like uh, someone I want to have on the show eventually. His name is Matt Nelson. He's a local guy who I met through my wife. But uh, I knew him quite a few years ago and he was about as good as I am now at drawing and i met him again several years later and i was like dude you can draw he's an amazing artist and he's at uh, catbeardthepirate.com and he has a web comic that he updates i think once a week it's awesome you have to check it out it's hilarious it's cool um it's really good it's good sense of humor and good action and the- the guy can draw really well. So
1: yeah, well, it's pretty cool. Put a link to that in the show notes. It's, um, yeah. Speaking of things we haven't watched <laughs> that let's segue. All right. Um, You finished Thor.
0: I did. And uh, what'd you think? I would say I really liked it. And right after watching it, I would probably give it a five out of five. And uh, as I talked to a coworker about it here and there, he reminded me of a couple things that were a little unbelievable. But, man, overall, the movie was awesome. I loved it. Like, as soon as the action started, I was just like, oh, yeah. Wait, your
1: coworker pointed out things that were unbelievable in a movie about a god who came
0: to Earth? They were just a couple things. Overall, I loved it. It was awesome. So I gave it a 4 out of 5. Um, I reserved 5 out of 5s for... I don't know. I maybe is it's there a four a and a five? half out of yeah. Is there a five out of five? That's a good point.
1: Is there a five movie?
0: Hmm. Die Hard. Okay, and if you li- <laughs> if you guys listening know a five out of five star movie, leave us a comment. Hint: Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's... I'm putting that on the list because I've never seen it. Yeah, I I know.
1: Oh, how do you record stunned silence in a <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Stunned Silence. <laughs> well,
0: yep. Really? Another one of those that I was too young to watch when it came out and I just never got back to it. All
1: right, that, we're actually after Alien Die Hard. <laughs> All right, I'll put it on the list. But, uh, you got a little list here. You're very. You are actually writing it out right die now. Die Hard. There we go. All right, and, uh,. you got quite a nice little list here. Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Now on the Hulk,
0: please watch... I've seen the older one that Ang Lee did, but I want to see the new one with... um, What's his name that I really like?
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) Remember that one that Ang Lee did? Yeah. Stay with that one.
0: Oh, okay.
1: The new one... I prefer the first one.
0: I'll have to see it because it ties in. I know they got a new actor for the Avengers to play the Hulk, but I really like that actor. When, his name escapes me right now. Yeah,
1: and Fight Club. Yeah, Um, lots of other... Blah, I can't remember his <laughs> name. Um, It'll come to us, so yeah. when we just shout it out it, later on, that's who we're talking about. Yeah. I... The Angley one just has lots of style, and uh-huh. I really liked how they they tried different things. This one's just a little too comic booky. Okay, like these new movies that are trying to ground what you're seeing in something more real. Yeah, this one just kind of okay, you know, flip the bird at that, and it's <laughs> like we're going nuts. And near the end, you just kind of like I don't even think they read the book. Yeah. They just knew that the Hulk and the Abomination needed to punch each other in the face. (laughs) Spoiler, the Hulk fights the Abomination, who's basically evil Hulk. Oh, just like Link's shadow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Come Um, on, guys. You might want to add Planet Hulk. Okay. It's an animated one, and I watched it the other day, and... I am going to tattle on myself. I never actually read the comic series for Planet Hulk. Yeah. Because Hulk, I wouldn't say, is anywhere in the stratosphere of my favorite.
0: Yeah, me either. uh, It's like, so he has to get angry to have superpowers? How does that work?
1: Well, at the Planet Hulk stage, it's just kind of permanent. Okay, He actually has the ability to communicate at this point as the Hulk. Right. But um, it's... The best Hulk I've ever seen is Mark Ruffalo in the cool. Avengers. Except I did see a clip of the original TV show mm-hmm. where the Hulk fought a bear, <laughs> and then he throws the bear, Ooh. and they literally just threw a teddy bear across a street or a stream, <laughs> and then it shows this bear on the other side of the the river. <laughs> it's on YouTube. You can I think it's I, Hulk I've fights sp- bear. Oh, okay, <laughs> and I just I threw it on repeat and. My sides hurt, and everyone was asleep, so <laughs> I was awesome. doing that quiet
0: laugh yeah. where it's all
1: internal and it yeah. builds up and hurts. That's
0: great. Yeah, literally, it's just a teddy bear. Don't those silent laughs make your sides hurt faster? Yes. And,
1: uh, well, we talked about the Expendables, so...
0: I started that. I watched the part where they, they're they flying away from the first scene. Uh, That's where I'm at. Okay. So, Not very far into it at all.
1: They just showed off the Expendables 2 video game. Oh, yeah? And from early reports, it's just about blowing stuff up (laughs) in mass scale. And nothing on story. It's a prequel to the second one. Mm -hmm. So apparently it ends right where the movie starts. Huh, cool. So it loosely tells you how they got there, but they said that they're not even going to try with (laughs) character development. Right. They know that people just want guns and they want explosions. Nice. And I don't know how this is going to work, because Chuck Norris is the villain in the second one. Really? How do you beat Chuck Norris?
0: Yes. Or after seeing him in Walker, Texas Ranger, how do you not see him as a gentleman? He, well, okay, I take that back. He Lots is... of other movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> didn't he have one where he goes to hell and fights the devil? I don't know, but he's usually a good guy. We'll just say that. So it might be interesting to see his acting range. Yes. And... Just how awesome his mustache is.
0: Ooh, that that could be worth a watch in itself. But you gotta watch that
1: so we can go see the sequel because I don't think Mindy's going with me.
0: Yeah. When other men look at Chuck Norris's mustache, they automatically grow two inches of their own chest hair. <laughs> wow. I just made that one up on the spot. We
1: let's put that in the show notes. <laughs> That's gonna be legendary. But uh Iron Man, yes. Iron Man Two, I came out of it like you did Thor. It's like five star and then uh-huh. I think it might have fell to three and a half. Okay. Cause they did a lot of stuff that in the moment you're like, Woo! Yeah. Like the entire suits in a suitcase that they're carrying.
0: What? And then way, way, way
1: too heavy to carry. Then a giant robot punches him and he doesn't flinch and you're like, Wait, oh. that was in a suitcase. Just <laughs> dragging it behind him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's still a good time, but Mm -hmm. it's not the first Iron Man. The first Iron Man is just so well done because it's that whole grounding it back into reality instead of just craziness. You see him like coming up as Iron Man Uh and, uh, experimenting
0: with the tools and awesome. I can't wait. I've only heard good things about that one. I don't know if I'm missing any of the movies that lead up to the, the Avengers, but I think I told you this earlier. But uh, I was sitting similar to when your wife ran in because you were so excited that you beat the level. She was like, are you okay? What's going on? Uh, my wife and I were sitting watching a TV show and I was looking something up online about the Avengers and I saw that Joss Whedon was involved and I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, I have to see it now. Like, I already really wanted to see it just because I love movies about comic books. But uh, and then I saw that he was involved in the Hulk with Kenneth Branagh, which was Really strange, awesome mix-up. I've just seen, like, Kenneth Brana do Hamlet, which I actually really liked in high school. And, um, but, like, wow. So, yeah, Joss Whedon. Uh, later on I have some comic books. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess he helped write The Astonishing X-Men. So I want to read some of those comic books. I just think that guy, man, he's really good at writing dialogue and characters. And uh, he just makes awesome stuff like Firefly. And then
1: the movie Firefly Serenity. Firefly at Comic-Con, they're bringing the entire cast back together for a panel. Sweet. I am going to watch the live
0: stream. Someone better, yeah, someone better record that.
1: It has been 10 years, and they're going to be wow. back in a room together.
0: That's, That's crazy. crazy. It's been
1: ten, a decade since Firefly ended. And I didn't even see it till like a couple years ago. Crazy. I see that you have, Possibly one of the best comics ever written on your list here. Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I need to. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah?
0: It's a good list. You got, let's see, The Dark Knight. I cheated a little. <laughs> I wrote a few that I just have heard were good from like podcasts and interviews from writers and stuff. And then I found a site that said like 30 comic books you need to read if you haven't or something. And I just picked ones i'd heard about that were good so
1: um batman has one called the longest halloween
0: oh yeah that's and i was trying to remember that the other day you were telling me about that
1: yeah i'll loan you that one. Oh sweet and the Watchmen. i wish i could say i had the sandman entire thing but it is really expensive to get all those books. I had to do it from the library because we had just got married. And I was like, yeah. let's buy all these. And she said,
0: no. So what <laughs> can you get from the library? The whole series. I mean, you can in get paper most... or what? Yeah, it's paper. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they had comic books. I knew they had audio books. But...
1: Yeah, they graphic Dude. novels. They're novels. and Oh, I'm going to go
0: this weekend.
1: Some Sweet. senses, they're far more legit than some books I pick up and read. I'm like, right.
0: are what? <laughs> That's awesome. I just, as an artist, and I've always looked at comic books, and sometimes I read them, but usually I'm just, like, studying the art, and I'll spend 10 minutes on one, pa- one not panel, but one page, and I'll read through it, like, 12 different times after I buy it, just trying to so- soak up the art and why I think it's good. But I also really wanted to see comic books as an art form for writers and i want to read awesome stories with all these awesome pictures like duh, yeah, that's what it's for but i don't know just as an artist someone trying to learn how to draw i was heavily lying on comic books for that and so i want to find some that i don't just hand pick because the art's good and i have like uh you know issue number 12 and issue 24 but read through a whole thing and I'm excited.
1: See, these aren't your monthly things that they compile back into a, you know, a series. These were actually written to be read together all at once. Like, The Watchmen, my advice on all of these, don't stop to appreciate the art. Right, right. Have the art there to tell you the story. Yeah. Read along and then go back. Like The Watchmen, mm-hmm. you read through it, you go back, and then you can appreciate just yeah. some of the most beautiful panel art you've ever seen. Um, you are missing Kick Ass. Oh, yes. And let's see, what else are you missing? There is <clears throat> by Neil Gaiman. It's a, I don't know why it never got real great traction. I think it's because it's bizarre. Uh-huh. It's called 1742. Hmm. It's the entire X-Men expanded, basically the Marvel Universe, shifted back to 1742. Wow. With a, kind of a Inquisition okay. crusade led by Magneto to find mutants. Wow, and that sounds capture awesome. capture them in. I mean Neil Gaiman. Yeah, come on.
0: <laughs> you know, I still haven't read any of his. I, I like. I hear American Gods is really good, and Lorelei is like this kind of young adult but really dark novel. And like, he's one of those guys. Are I've just heard so much great stuff about him. I'm like, okay, I need to read some of his stuff already. My uh,
1: wife, I kept raving about him, and mm-hmm. you know, she's like, oh, I'm not really into that. He wrote a little kid's book called The Prayer for a Blueberry Girl. Okay. Or I think it's Blueberry Girl. But the extended title is A Prayer for a Blueberry Girl. Mm-hmm. And after that, she's like, oh, he's the best. Cool. Because it's just, he wrote it for a friend who was pregnant. Wow. And uh, it's just the art That's that awesome. goes with it and the way he just tells the story. You're like, huh. yeah. He's, yeah, in the history of, Modern day. Mm -hmm. Someday kids will be studying Neil Gaiman's work because he's just the man. If him and Joss Whedon got together, (laughs) my head would explode.
0: Would you want them to get together to write a movie script? Because I know Neil Gaiman's done that too. Or a comic book? Or a novel? I would like to
1: see a movie written by Neil Gaiman, directed by Joss Whedon. There you go okay literally my face would explode off my head and hit the <laughs> screen <laughs> nice but if the uh, actually the uh, avengers just passed 600 million dollars income wow so maybe we can do lots of good chores for our wives and convince <laughs> them
0: to let us go see it yeah i, I really need <laughs> to either get all those other movies that lead up to it watched or just go see it cuz it actually does a pretty good job of That's what I've heard and establishing I want to I love seeing stuff on the
1: big screen. Um Captain America on there. Okay, yeah, I knew I was missing something. He's the first Avenger. So Yeah, well, we'll work that out cuz cool. I would not be opposed to seeing it again. Maybe we can yeah. get my wife to talk your wife into going. <laughs> Thor does show his bare chest. Ooh. Which you saw when you watched. You know what I'm talking
0: about. Dang man. <laughs> when he was trying yeah, well when he was uh lift trying to lift something, that scene I was like, dang, that guy is ripped. His I don't know the camera angle or if he's really just that ripped, but
1: Yeah, he worked out a little for that. <laughs> I role. bet, yeah. This my favorite scene in that movie is when he goes in and asks
0: for the mm. cat or the dog. Just something he could ride. That was awesome. <laughs> But, the, uh, that weird-looking guy that worked at the store was just like...
1: We have cats and dogs. <laughs> I want one big enough to ride. <laughs> just the alien part of it where he didn't understand how our world worked, but he really didn't care because yeah. he's a god. And, <laughs> like, throwing the cup down means I want another. And yeah. They're all upset that he did that. Just <laughs> The disconnect was enjoyable to watch. Yeah, that was awesome. But... uh i want to talk
0: about actually that's a good
1: amazing did you plan that segue
0: yes i put all the comic books and superhero stuff together
1: yeah i want to talk about something i've been noticing lately um back in the day when a new hero came out it came from dc or marvel mm-hmm. and you expected jack kirby stan lee to be behind it mm-hmm. but There's this weird genesis going on. I don't know if it's a shift, if this is how it's going to stay. Superheroes are coming from video game companies like Sucker Punch made Infamous, which stars this guy who can shoot lightning out of his hands. Okay. And what's weird is instead of reading the origin, you start out when he doesn't know what's going on, and you work your way through until you're like basically a god. And which I imagine most superheroes feel themselves. Right. But it is actually crossed over. Now there's a comic series based on the game. Wow, that is interesting. I was reading an online forum where purist comic books, the true believers, as they call themselves, who follow Mm Stanley Weird, are saying that this isn't right because it was created by a company instead of just coming out of one guy's head but
0: doesn't bother me
1: and then i'm i'm playing gravity rush on the vita Mm
0: -hmm. where
1: you're this girl who can actually suspend gravity so she floats up off the ground okay and then you point at a new direction and then you shift gravity in that direction and you're not really cool flying right you're falling that's in that new direction and As I'm playing, she's getting more adept at her powers. Yeah. And I realize I'm watching this thing that I watched in Infamous again. Cool. Where I'm watching this hero's origin story. I love origin stories. Not only am I watching it, I'm participating. Yeah. So I actually feel more connected to Cole from Infamous than any superhero out there. Right. And it's weird. That's cool. I was behind the controls, so... On a level, I feel connected and responsible yeah. for this character, and I just, yeah, this argument I saw it just got ridiculous. Like, well, yeah, you, it can't be because the in the origin story they say this is how it plays out. Everyone who played Infamous played it in a different way. Right. Everyone who's playing Gravity Rush is playing in a different way. Uh, you don't like your character's costume? Change it. Huh. It's not. This set thing that you're being told and yeah. And I'm wondering if this is the new media bashing heads with the old media. Yeah. Much like movies are now moving off weeks where big video games are coming out because they know that like oh, no wow. one <laughs> like when Halo three came out. Yeah. I m- guess a Ben Stiller movie came out that Friday and they expected <laughs> huge numbers yeah. and six people went wow, and yeah. I guess their Xboxes were out for repair. <laughs> just, but yeah, yeah, that was a War too just to be funny released on a Friday. And the James Bond movie Quantum of Solace, uh-huh, moved 2 weeks. Wow. I they, think it's smart.
0: They retreated from a video game man. That's that is awesome. I love movies, but that's cool.
1: I any day of the week I'll play a game over watching a movie yeah. or, because the interaction is what I Yeah. When I'm playing Dead Space, there's nothing a film could do to make me just <laughs> sitting there quaking like I don't yeah. want to open that door because I have two shells, <laughs> and I know what's on the other side of that door needs six shells to die, <laughs> and you end up just kicking it in the face and you're like, please die. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it just it brings you in that much more and this has been true for several years now but i don't think most people know this maybe they do but the video game industry brings in way more money than the movies do uh, and that's a huge shift so
1: well i just saw on steam the other day um video game the movie uh-huh they were offering it on steam as hmm. a rental <laughs> i was absolutely floored because Steam is now moving into movie distribution. Yeah. That has to terrify Netflix and oh, yeah. all of them because you can't stop Steam. It's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'd actually like to hear anyone listening to this ideas on, is a superhero created by a corporation mm-hmm. legitimate or just thoughts on that? Because... Like I said, by far I'm more connected to Cole McGrath than yeah. I am to any, yeah. well, maybe not Batman.
0: One thing I think is really cool is when I watch like a bonus features on a Pixar movie, I think pick, most of those movies are so good because they work so hard on the story. And yeah, maybe Brad Bird or John Lasseter or someone came up with the initial character, but when they're creating who he really is as, as they write out the story... They're bouncing it off of they're bouncing the ideas off everyone there's a room full of people, and I'm sure lots of comic book purists love the Incredibles that is an awesome superhero movie and you yeah, know it was made by a room full of people Yeah, there you go that, so
1: yeah nice it's uh I hear brave is kind of meh
0: yeah i that's what I was expecting we're gonna maybe get a babysitter to take to watch our one year old and then go take our daughter who kind of looks like her except that she's two and super chunky but she's got crazy red curly hair and uh, and uh my son who's four, loves movies so i have
1: to give us a review because yeah i will from the previews that kind of that cars
0: feeling yeah whereas the previews eh. did not make me excited no at all uh... so and man i would have sworn that pixar cannot go wrong but Ever since Cars two, and then like we talked about Tangled, which was not by Pixar. Whoa, man, that was good. That yeah,
1: uh, <clears throat> I guess Pixar is attempting to revitalize the Disney princess with Brave in a new way, but because huh. Disney Interesting.
0: Disney gave up on the Disney
1: princesses.
0: Yeah, you were saying The Princess and the Frog, <laughs> which I haven't seen, but don't watch didn't. that with your kids. I I didn't want to see it because like there's a witchcraft and a
1: voodoo. Yeah, Yeah, no. The villain sells everyone's soul in New Orleans to catch this prince. Hmm. And I'm sitting there. Everyone fell asleep, and I'm watching it. And my wife's asleep on me, and I couldn't get to the control because I would have turned it off because I was just bored, silly. Yeah. But then he starts selling everyone's soul to the devil to catch the prince, and I'm like, Yeah, Disney, where are you going? (laughs) Yeah and uh
0: i give them credit for trying something new but yeah yeah that's not always cool but that yeah speaking about uh, tangled are there any tv shows or we could go into movies too but i was thinking tv shows that you watch because your kids are watching it but you don't really mind watching it because it's pretty cool
1: oh uh, i actually have a I mean, you have a few here. Just you know, give us an idea.
0: Yeah, I threw down Phineas and Ferb, which Phineas, actually, hilarious. That's the one I want to talk genius. to yeah. about. Um, our daughter could care
1: less about Phineas and Ferb. Oh, really? She goes to bed, and we've actually watched just me and my wife the entire series, capped with the film. Nice. And a Perry game just came out for her phone. Awesome. And that's getting downloaded. <laughs> oh yeah. Perry is awesome. Because I don't know what it is about Phineas and Ferb. It's written on two levels. I think it's written for kids visually mm-hmm. to have fun. And then there is just some of the funniest stuff
0: oh my gosh. that is
1: said and done Actually, I actually have a friend, his wife won't let their children watch it because of the content in the show that's more aimed at the right adult that is sitting there watching it with them. Mm-hmm. There are some kids' shows you, you want to take a power drill to your temple. Yeah.
0: I'm oh, talking yeah. to you, Backyardigans. Actually, okay, well, we won't get into it, but that show, we watched the first few episodes. I couldn't stand it, but I will say it got better. I don't know. They can actually sing, whereas Little Einsteins, there's a character named Annie. Her whole thing is that she can sing, and she can't even stay in key. Like, it's horrible. But Well, I'd have to agree to it with you. Um, I There was a time
1: where I did reach that point where I'm like, backyard are great, but I've looped back to the beginning. And <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I'm hoping I get back into that phase where I'm like, all right, they're legit. And then <laughs> I think it's like that episode of Star Trek where they're caught in the loop. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't just, seen it.
0: Oh sorry. <sighs> but uh My Geek Cred just went down. Yeah.
1: I'll have to dig up what season that is Because, yeah, they're just stuck in a
0: that causality would loop. Suck.
1: And Batman. I don't know if that should be on a list for kids. Are we talking oh, man.
0: 90s animated series? Oh, sure. Yeah, well, I was thinking, like, some stuff that's going on now, but, you know, Batman, the animated series, is one of the reasons I went to art school and wanted to get into animation. I oh, I could talk about it all day, but I have I have the first five seasons, and then I got married, and I just stopped buying expensive stuff, but I want to get the rest because
1: I hear there's a Blu-ray on the horizon. Hello. I uh, I was actually really sick, like Death Door sick once, and uh-huh. it's one of the moments I realized that I was going to marry my wife. Mm-hmm. She came over with you know <laughs> stuff to make me feel better, and That's the nice. entirety of what would make me feel better was the first three seasons of Batman on DVD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And just fired it up on my computer and I laid there wishing the elephant off my chest. But at yeah. the same time, was, <laughs> the only thing that bugs me is that they screwed up on the printing of those DVDs. And there's some episodes out of order. What? And you have to get up and switch discs that, and then switch oh discs Oh, wow. Back. I never even knew. That and sucks. Yeah, things were wrong from when I watched it as a kid and I uh-huh. did some research. And yeah, they screwed up the printing but decided it was too expensive
0: to uh, undo. Yeah, so that still, that is the Dude, best cartoon ever. I would have to agree with you. Have you ever seen Samurai Jack? Yeah, it's a high five. <laughs> Andy
1: Tarkovsky. Oh, yeah. Samurai Jack, and then he did the Clone Wars. Yes. Which I think that they adapted into that new 3D one. that Right, which isn't, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what happened is he did this, and then they realized that these are so much better than our prequel movies. <laughs> yeah. The, Seriously. I mean, I oh, see Mace awesome. Windu in the cartoon. I'm like, oh, he is awesome. And somehow they made Samuel L. Jackson lame. How can you
0: do the, that? Yeah. I'm like, that you could have gone with more Pulp Fiction. Just Yeah.
1: Just,
0: oh, uh, man. The scene where Sam, uh, where Mace Windu just, oh, that's so good. I don't want to throw out any spoilers, but there's a huge thing coming after Are you everyone. talking the big dome it's thing? It's
1: just like, <laughs> And, yeah. yeah, and he's oh. like a boss. He, and then he can't beat one old guy who's laying there missing a limb. He's like, <laughs> what? Just do it. I saw you do that thing in the yeah. cartoon, and now you're like, man, my power's
0: there in the shop. <laughs> yeah. Huh. There's a couple scenes that stand out to me. One of them is that what Mace Windu, where they're in the sand and that huge thing's coming after him and then there's a part where some at the time they're good stormtroopers they come out in a tank and they like hop out and they're like doing all these silent hand signals and it's really quiet and then just like a huge gunfight explodes what's funny is that squad that you
1: follow in that they actually had a game on the Xbox really and it was a really good game that didn't Sweet. get very much attention Ooh. but I mean A lot of squad tactics, and... um, What was it called, so I can write it in the show notes now? um, Republic Commando. All right, sweet. I wish I had my copy. I don't know Mm. where it is. I'm actually in the process of tracking it down, because I don't think I finished it, and... There you go, man, sweet. I didn't finish something I started, and, well... You've seen my. You site. all know. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. What I do? Um, oh, I got further in Call of Duty. Yeah. Just a quick side Give note. Give us a little update. Jammed harder than before into another spot. <laughs> I I was saying on my set. Oh, this brutal. game has the craziest peaks and valleys uh-huh. in difficulty. Yeah. And I think I'm on the last Russian mission. And Mm -hmm. I have to clear out six floors of a hotel full of Nazis. And I've gotten it so every time I can clear out five. And then there's a couple guys in this attic. Mm -hmm. And you have to walk up there. But the minute you stick your head out, they take it off. (laughs) And then if you wait too long at the bottom of the stairs, you guys start chucking grenades. But they hit this door frame and it bounces right back at me. And I'm like, screw you guys. And then explode. (laughs) But... Yeah, so I'm jammed up again. Um, you can follow the finishing journal and just see my rage. <laughs> so Awesome, man. But going kind of long, but I wanted to talk about uh, you betrayed Pen Fights Gamepad and went on another podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. Last night, I had the honor of being on something called the Round Table podcast. Uh, The co-hosts, Brian and Dave, are just awesome guys. And then one of my favorite authors came on. They asked me, who do you want to come on as the guest author? And I said, Dan Wells. Uh, He's published by Tor and someone else. But under Tor, he wrote the uh, John Cleaver Serial Killer trilogy. Really good kind of psychological supernatural thriller stuff. Really good books. If you haven't read them, you need to. I will let you borrow them. And, um, yeah, Dan Wells is also really good at breaking down stories. And the whole podcast is come on the show, tell us your story idea, and we'll break it down. We'll tell you what we think is awesome, what we think is weak, so we can try and develop it more with you. Oh, man, it was awesome. And if you're a writer, go check out on YouTube. Just type in Dan Wells seven point and he has a seven point story structure and it's genius. It's helped me finish all of my novels as far as kind of figuring out what the end looks like, what the middle looks like, and they're just little plot points, so you don't have to have a detailed outline, but you pretty much know exactly where your story's going. It's awesome. You can watch five 10-minute YouTube videos of him at some con telling all about it with a PowerPoint presentation. Highly recommend that if you're a writer and you don't want to be a huge outliner, but you want to know where your story's going before you sit down and write it, it is an awesome little system for figuring out your story. But yeah, I'm still really excited just to be on a podcast with Dan Wells, because he also is on uh, my favorite writing podcast, which is called Writing Excuses, with Mary Robinette Kowal, who's a writer, Brandon Sanderson, who you may know, who's finished Robert Jordan's epic Wheel of Time series, and also has some of his own awesome books like, The Way of Kings, and Mist- the Mistborn trilogy, and a few others. But epic fantasy writer, and then Dan Wells writes horror and kind of thrillers, but they're always like genre fiction type of thrillers. Uh, so anyway, I'm just rambling and talking really fast because I'm really excited about it. But I never finished The Wheel of Time. I'm still in book four. I got
1: yeah. to that point where they're discussing weevils and honey tea Uh and i think (laughs) i was laying on my bed it's when i lived in tennessee with my brother i was laying on my bed reading this book Mm -hmm. and they're having another discussion about honey tea (laughs) and i was just like no and i tossed the book across the room Mm. and it laid there for i think a year and i finally picked it up and i finished it and I hate myself for finishing it. Cause, <laughs> and I haven't gone back, and I don't <clears throat> see a reason to. And when we started it on the second book, I was like, he has to finish this. Because right. if he dies while he's <laughs> writing this, we'll never know how it ends. Yeah. I've been told after he departed the series that it kind of climbed back up. But yeah, I I don't really remember anything other than arguments
0: about weevils and honey tea (laughs) it's funny i'm kind of the same way with you whereas if i start something and maybe i'll never get around to it but i want to finish it like even if a book sucks i just have to finish it i don't know why i'm never i'm not a person who could skip to the end or i have to read it in order i have to read the preface i i'm i have to read all of it and even on the first wheel of time book there were tons of parts where it felt like Man, this is work to get through this chapter. Like, the characters are weary and they're going from one village to the next and it's taking forever. And I'm bored out of my mind. It's really. Nothing's the, happening. It's the opposite of
1: how you write. You're like, there's science. I've never here. wanted to write like that. Don't worry about the science. But he's like, the fourth cobblestone in the path <laughs> was smooth. <laughs> right. And you're like, there's millions of cobblestones. And he's like, the light flooded across it. And it was (laughs) glorious. And wood weevils and honey tea. I'm (laughs)
0: like, screw you! (laughs) Um, One thing that maybe you could keep an eye on in my book, uh, I've heard it said a couple times, I write a lot about the characters eating. So uh, I don't know if it's too much, but I remember reading uh, like Martin the Warrior uh, by Brian... We are... Brian jocks.
1: Yeah. He talks.
0: I loved reading about food in there. And yeah, we're going long. But anyway, there's moments in The Wheel of Time that are so good. And some of my favorite characters, I really do want to finish it. But I agree. Like, uh, the last thing I wanted to say was right after finishing, I think, book three of The Wheel of Time is when I read Ender's Game. And I noticed how little that uh, Orson Scott's card described. And I loved it because the story just flew Everyone tells me I need
1: to finish the Ender series.
0: I've still only read the first book. But yeah. They
1: uh, they're like, oh, it follows that little kid who I do yeah. yeah. And my point is, I didn't care the lead. I was like, <laughs> when is Ender gonna end this kid? But they're like, it follows Bean. It's great. I was like, <clears throat> I could have cared less about Bean. <laughs> There was points where I was like, if this chapter is all bean, I am just going to skip it. (laughs) But then I didn't because I can't do that. Yeah. I had one question about the round table podcast. Okay. Is the table round? It is. Yes. Holy cow. Because I was going to
0: disqualify it as legit, (laughs) but there you go. Um, They have a new thing they're going to start where the only way to get back on the podcast is if you write the story that you workshopped with them and through uh talking offline with me they were they came up with if you come back then you become a knight of the round table and that's the only way to get back on the podcast so i can't i plan on becoming a knight i can't accept that because (laughs) of monty python and the holy grail
1: (laughs) now i can i just hear that song the knights of the round table (laughs) (laughs) i love that movie um yeah but uh also, I am shocked that when they said, who's your favorite writer, you didn't say me. <sighs> my feelings are hurt.
0: Man. If if I had feelings, it would be I'll, hurt. When you leave, I'll say you're my favorite writer and I'll edit it in. No. Oh, okay. When they asked me, right, right, right. Yeah. I don't even know if he's my favorite writer. I don't know who my favorite writer is, but I just knew he's really good at breaking down stories and coming up with awesome ideas as are you hint it's me <laughs> no uh no i can't wait to hear it I'm... yeah the only thing that sucks is it comes out august 7th i believe because they have such a long backlog wow Tough release like an
1: attention span of a gnat so <laughs> you'll I'll, have to remind me i when will remind closer. yes when we record Maybe an episode i should around just there.
0: subscribe to their feed there's some really awesome stuff on there, and the guys are hilarious, so it, I, I'd i really re- highly recommend it.
1: We uh, probably should take this home because yep. the sun actually has gone down as we were talking. <laughs> yep. Maybe <it> got bored. <laughs> or maybe it's the Earth's rotation. The moon's like, hey, I want to hear that podcast. Get out of the way, son. Holy cow, the moon is our biggest fan. That's
0: right. See what I did there? I did excellent. The moon is big. <laughs> nice. You are very punny, my friend. So
1: we actually uh, we got some feedback. Yeah. From I have two sisters, and my other sister decided to chime in. Um, you have awesome sisters. She said, um, "I'm enjoy listening to you guys and all the memories of the games you are talking about."
0: Here you can keep start up
1: over. the good work. No, it's. Not okay. it. People need to know that I'm terrible at reading and talking (laughs) at the same time. The microphone isolation box was in the way. He couldn't see the text. Yeah, we keep the microphone isolated from the rest of the technology. Yes. It was bad.
0: (laughs) Um, Stay in your box.
1: Not, well, I mean, she said she liked memories, so I thought maybe I would share one of the greatest memories I had playing games with my sister that would be awesome we were at a wedding in california Mm -hmm. and uh you can't really call my family highly social okay we uh just it's not in us to be like hey we're gonna go to this restaurant and everyone's gonna talk about how great things are and we're like tell us how it was (laughs) thanks (laughs) but i took my playstation okay i mean old school yeah and uh me and my sister got into this game called Bust a Groove. Okay. And uh, not to be mistaken with Bust a Move, which is a bubble-popping game. Okay. This was actually, I think, one of the very first rhythm games I ever played. Yeah. And it was two characters just having a street dance fight. And uh, we would play this just hours on end. And Awesome. I Still to this day, I have no idea who was better than who. Mm-hmm. And on the first, you know, kind of the first playthroughs, you know, you can kind of do it. And we discovered as we played, the better we got, the environment would start changing. Hmm. And like glass would explode and things oh, would light on cool. fire. And people would watch us and be like, oh, we want to do it. And then they'd start playing. And <laughs> the characters would just be sitting there dancing <laughs> and everyone's going to fall down because they couldn't yeah. pull off a combo. And yeah, I wish they would actually revisit that series and make it online because she doesn't live here anymore but right i think we could really get back into that and just yeah we sat there in front of that tv just i had this guy he apparently was a prisoner who <laughs> had some sweet dance moves nice. his hit story he was an undercover cop oh on the inside dancing to get the information <laughs> and uh she always played this streetwise hip-hop dancer who loved flames. (laughs) I'm I'm actually not kidding here. And we went through, we unlocked all the hidden characters, and somewhere out there there's a PlayStation 1 card with (laughs) quite a bit of history on it. And it's buried somewhere in yeah, I'd love to find it. I'd also love to find that disc because mm-hmm. pop it in. I'd love to see what that game looks like now compared to my memory. It's interesting of that game. to go back. Yeah, how janky it is with its <laughs> mechanics. Now that we're yeah. used to Guitar Hero and
0: <laughs> whatnot. But. Oh, thanks for sharing that. That was awesome. I love hearing memories that I have a lot of video game memories and uh, yeah, it's good it's good times. But. <clears throat> Well, still, we're not
1: very good at taking these things home. <laughs> and my wife's been telling me to do better a lot lately. I'm like, ah, you cannot listen to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, for... thank you, guys. This has been really fun to record, so I hope it's fun to listen to. Uh, thanks for coming by. I'm Dan Absalonson at com. You can find me on Twitter, at the DanDanTheArtMan. And I am Donald Conrad of
1: didnotfinish.com. <clears throat> did-not-finish.com. Um, you can find me personally on Twitter at ConManEd, or you can follow DidNotFinish on Twitter, where basically it's just a feed of everything that's coming out of the site. I try to keep them separated because yeah, sometimes nice. my internal thoughts do not match up with the <laughs> what's going on on the sides. Plus, I use the <clears throat> personal one to win stuff. <laughs> nice. I don't know if you're
0: supposed to enter contests as a site. <laughs> Man, uh, ever since I've been on Twitter, I got on there. I've won a couple books and some contests and stuff because of Twitter. So
1: I have won one, two, three... Seven video games. Nice. <laughs>
0: that is awesome. <laughs> and
1: a couple of them back when GamePro.com <clears throat> exists, I won because of writing. Sweet. You're supposed to write witty tweets. And oh, nice. Yeah. I, and you won. I was pretty happy. I made it into... They have a tell us how you feel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually made it into all of their how it feels. I didn't nice. win. I won yeah. one because... It was about Call of Duty. Did you buy the new Black Ops? And I said, (laughs) my wife said our unborn twins needed a changing table instead. (laughs) They thought that was pretty funny. They didn't give me Black Ops. They gave me just a terrible game that (laughs) unfortunately is now on my list because I played it once.
0: Oh, and and it's uh, like one of those dirty diapers you changed.
1: Yeah, but... The fun part is it's, you know, it's from GamePro. It's actually now a piece of gaming history. I also won Transformers Dark of the Moon, the game, for the PlayStation from them. Cool. I did review that. Okay, go check it out, people. The review is actually pretty entertaining because I go so far off topic. (laughs) I end up discussing how Michael Bay sucks at directing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to actually say Dark of the Moon in the trailer, so it's always, like, Light of the Boon or Spoon of the Fork. <laughs> I honestly no idea what happened in that game. I tried to follow the story, but they were just trying to lead you into the movie theater right. where they would uh, reveal horrible. everything that was going on, and you'd have all the answers, but... Whatever. But yeah, those <laughs> two are actually pieces of gaming history now. That's cool. I can always say I got these from GamePro.com, which yep, there you go. was my favorite gaming magazine until just people stopped reading paper magazines. Yeah, what's up with that? The Electronic Revolution. People are like, oh, I want to see moving pictures with my game reviews. Yeah. So I don't have moving pictures with my game reviews.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> that but, seems to be working anyway.
1: Anyway, it'll be up by the time we watch or you hear this. But uh, Brad from Brad Lawrence from Brad hates games. He works closely with us and just super awesome guy. He came up with a new idea where we sit down, just uh, finishing the week crew. We watch a game trailer Mm -hmm. and then we stop it as it's playing, and we got a really cool layout going. Mm -hmm. And we discuss moments in the trailer with our unique twist on Yeah. I mean, you know what's going on, but we'll just point it out there's a scene where this odd looking creature is walking down the <laughs> this roadway and no one pointed out that it looks nothing like a sheep, a pig, a dog. You can't tell what it is, but everyone's <laughs> like, Oh, this game looks great You're like, What is that? <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he orchestrated it, he put it together and he wants it put up on Did Not Finish instead of his site. So awesome. I'd probably owe him a big favor. Um, Bradhatesgames.com. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Go there. But uh, yeah, it'll be up. Come by. Enjoy it. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for actually helping me make this the eighth consecutive increase in monthly views since the site started what 13 months now so that's fantastic eight months of increase in 13 months that's that's awesome i can't state how much i appreciate everyone who comes by comments emails just i didn't know what i was getting into but um no one ever does i told my wife when it's a hidden milestone but when i hit Mm it i'm gonna give everyone who looks looks at the site a, a nickname and (laughs) You can call yourself under that and try to tighten the community up a little. Awesome. You can be a part of that because you read. Sweet. You claim you read, (laughs) but then you know exactly what the content on my site is. So I don't know if I can believe you're reading it. Mm. Hmm. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) yeah, come visit our sites. Yeah.
0: Download the podcast two, three times. I've got a new really, really short piece of flash fiction that takes place in J.M. Barry's Land of Peter Pan. I've never written any fan fiction before, but it's just really short, and it's Captain Hook having a nightmare about getting his hand chopped off, so go check that out.
1: I'm going to check that out right after we do this. All right. You'll probably have to put it in the show notes so I remember. You got it. I got a long drive home. It's like 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, all
0: right. Maybe you should just cue the out music right here. Here comes the music. Probably should have a witty catchphrase. Like, We need a catchphrase. If anyone has one, write it in. We'll try and come up with something. But
1: For this week, we will just say to each other,
0: do better. Do better. Music used by Kevin MacLeod over at Incompetech.com. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 International License.